A Florida woman hopes to marry the video game Tetris. Three Florida men were arrested trying to steal all the traffic lights. A gun was fired during a brawl at a Chuck E. Cheese in Florida. And a second grader in Florida was instructed to send photos of her doing homework in the bathtub. These are the weird stories for Friday on Weird AF News. They are all from the state of Florida, as we usually do on Weird AF News. On Friday, we only do weird news from the state of Florida. We call it Florida Friday on Weird AF News, and I so appreciate you being with me. I'm Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News. Let's jump right into this Florida craziness. Before I get into this episode of Florida Friday, I think it would be very insensitive of me to not acknowledge the hurricane in Florida. This natural disaster is uh, and has destroyed a lot of communities down there. I've watched the videos. We've seen the photos and whatnot. Um, and it's just horrible. Horrible. There's been some uh, lighthearted moments on social media, such as the cat being rescued on the air conditioner. I'm sure you've seen that. And the very funny condom microphone that the newscaster was using, also very funny. And then there's been some classic Florida man behavior during the hurricane. For instance, video of Florida man wakeboarding in flooded streets. A Florida man tried to jet ski to the Bahamas and has gone missing. Uh, so you have some of that behavior as well. Naturally, it's Florida. I think at the end of the day, though, we all need to be supportive of everyone, be you a Florida man or not. And therefore, I suggest, if you could, to help in any way that you can. Uh, It might mean donating to hurricane relief funds or what have you. But um, we all should step up and help the state of Florida at times like this. That being said, let's get into it. A Florida woman hopes to marry her Tetris game. That's a real headline. She wants to marry a video game. She is a sophomore at the University of Florida. Her name is Nurul Majabin Hassan. She claims she's in love with Tetris. She plans to marry Tetris after graduating. I don't know why you have to wait till after graduation. Just marry Tetris now, you know? Uh, Do you guys know what Tetris is? I assume everyone knows what Tetris is, but in case you... Don't. It's a an old school classic game. Blocks of various sizes fall from the ceiling, and you have to piece them together as in a puzzle at the bottom of the screen. That's a very simplified version of the game. It's very good. I'm looking at a photo of New Rule holding her Tetris game, and it looks like it's a classic Nintendo version. Somehow she got a hold of this. It's probably the last one in operation. If it works, I assume it works. She's not going to marry you. A dead Tetris cartridge, correct? You know, although maybe she likes to blow on it extra. You know what I'm saying? Blow on it extra, extra blowing with the. Do you guys remember when you had to make them work with the blow? So, okay, back to the story. New rules. A math major. She says she, when she was about ten years old, she became attracted to things like iPods and monorails. A couple of years later, she began dating a calculator by the name of... <laughs> I'm sorry. She began dating a calculator by the name of... <laughs> Pierre de Fermat. Um, that's a brand of calculator I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm more familiar with the sexy-ass Texas instrument. Oof. 
you know those Texas calculators, they're big. They're big, big and curvy. <laughs> what is this name for the calculator? Pierre de Fermat? She just gives this calculator a French name and is, quote, dating the calculator? It says here, a Pierre de Fermat eventually broke and Nuru was single again. Listen, you're not supposed to give up on love so easily, Nerul. Just because, Pierre, your calculator's broke doesn't mean you have to stop loving it. Until 2016, she was heartbroken. And that's when she fell in love with Tetris the Game. While she credits loving Pierre's beauty and functions, she's particularly attracted to Tetris. So uh, she plays dozens of hours of Tetris a day. Dozens of hours a day? She's a math major? This doesn't... <laughs> I don't think this calculates. <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, so there's two dozen hours in a day, right? You can't play any more than two dozens of hours a day. She also wears Tetris clothing, hats, jewelry, etc. She's got a real Tetris fetish. When asked about, about the physical relationship... Oh boy, yeah, this is where I get curious. What's your physical relationship with the game cartridge? New rule. She said... Quote, I think Tetris is so beautiful. He is about perfection and he stimulates your mind. Physically, I get that feeling that people in relationships get. That you know they are the right one. Uh, didn't really answer the physical question, I don't think. Sort of danced around it. There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I didn't know Tetris was a he. No clue. I thought Tetris was non-binary. Shows what I know, guys. This is why I can't date video games. I don't even know what gender they are. I'm so far off. I have a lot to learn from these kids, I tell you. Now, Nurul acknowledges she can't legally marry Tetris, but would like to have a ceremony for her friends and family upon graduating. That's a real test for your family and friends. <laughs> if you really want to find out who your friends are, invite them to a ceremony where you marry a classic video game. That'll tell you right there. The article ends by saying, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but what happens if Nurul finds Tetris getting high-scored upon by another player? Well, she mentioned she doesn't really care that other people play Tetris, but it was hard to read about this and watch the interview without this seeming like it was on the onion. <laughs> she actually said that? Yeah, honey, because you're, <laughs> you're, you're marrying a... Or dating, rather, a video game. What did you think this was going to seem like? Say, <laughs> <Saint> no, uh, <laughs> NPR. <laughs> you can't even get on NPR with a story like this, can you? I mean, you definitely get on Weird AF News. To highlight it on Weird AF News. For sure. In other news, I think I'm in love with cheeseburgers, guys. I'm very much in love with cheeseburgers. I broke up with onion rings, and I'm moving on to cheeseburgers, guys. A group of Florida men were arrested for trying to steal traffic lights. Three Florida fellas have been arrested after an off-duty detective caught them cutting down traffic lights. That seems like a very dangerous endeavor. What do you do with traffic lights after you cut them off? Can you sell them? Can you get any money for traffic lights? Are they... Do they just want them for the man cave? Let's learn a little bit about some motivation here. According to the police, a Hernando County Sheriff's detective was driving home from an off-duty detail when he saw a suspicious man. 
The driver of the van stopped near the intersection and then turned off the vehicle's headlights. The detective continued to watch and observed sparks emanating from the area where traffic lights are in the process of being installed. Additional deputies soon arrived on the scene where they saw three individuals using a saw to cut the traffic lights off the poles. That's a lot of work. These things are heavy, too, like 50 pounds, these traffic lights, man. Three traffic lights had already been placed inside the van by the suspects from earlier in the night. Wow, they were just jacking lights all over town. All three men admitted to stealing the traffic lights. Uh, it doesn't say why. I guess if you happen to run a lot of lights, the fewer lights, the better for you. You know, if you steal all the traffic lights, you can't run a red light. Yeah, we know Florida men like to run red lights. Well, if there's no red lights, you can't run a red light now, can you? So... Indirectly, they're saving a lot of money in traffic tickets, I'd imagine. Although, Florida men don't pay their traffic tickets, so that's not a thing. Okay, I'm reading below here. It says, each traffic light is valued at about $5,000. Where do you get $5,000 per light? I suppose you could sell them to other communities that are bereft of traffic lights, you know? They used to have, like, they called them one-horse towns. Well, there's, like, one traffic light towns as well. Those towns need more lights. I suppose you could just drive them over there and sell them to those towns that don't have any traffic lights. A lot of questions here. It says here, all three Florida men have been arrested for grand theftery. That's right, grand theftery is a thing. What else did we learn here? Well, if it's not nailed down, Florida man's going to take it. Even if it is nailed down, Florida man's going to bring a saw and cut it out. A gun was fired during a brawl at a Chuck E. Cheese in Florida. You expect an afternoon or an evening at a Chuck E. Cheese to be a nice, fun experience. After all, this is an establishment geared towards children and family fun, right? Well, at this Chuck E. Cheese on Brandon Boulevard on Saturday night, the county sheriff's office had to be called regarding an incident because of a big brawl that happened inside the restaurant. It was a big Chuck E. Cheese brawl. Let's find out what caused it. During the fight, a security guard attempted to get those involved in the brawl to go outside. Just get outside, man. Still doesn't say why they were brawling. Maybe they were fighting over the tickets or who should be allowed in the ball pit. So the security guard tried to get the brawl outside, and then a woman pulled out a gun. Oh, the woman didn't want to fight outside. She wanted to take it to a next level inside the Chuck E. Cheese. She had a slice of pizza in her hand and a gun. Crazy. So the security guard tried to get the gun away from her. Are you out of your mind, security guard? Wow. I mean, I like to see that the security guard at a Chuck E. Cheese would try to take the gun away from someone, but I mean, that's just insanity. You gotta just get get everybody out and run, man. And try and disarm the the gun wielding crazy parents. The security security people at a Chuck E. Cheese they don't get paid enough for this. It's a real hero here, I tell you. Another woman grabbed the gun off the ground. Okay, so he, apparently the the gun ended up on the ground. They don't say how. That woman grabbed it and fired a shot into the air. <laughs> she was she was not going to be ignored. Then another different person grabbed the gun and put it in a... <laughs> put it... What? Another, it says, another person grabbed the gun and put it in a light gray Chevy Traverse. <laughs> put the gun... 
Uh, there's a lot of steps between grabbing the gun that was just fired inside a Chuck E. Cheese and then putting it in a Chevy Traverse. Where, where are these other steps? This uh, story is lacking some details here. And what happened to Chuck? <laughs> it doesn't say what happened to Chuck E., the famous Chuck E. Mr. Cheese. Right? It doesn't indicate what's up with Chuck. It just says the three women who had the gun at one point were taken into custody as well as a man. That was part of the fight. It doesn't say what caused the fight. Thankfully, no one was injured by the gun. Oh, phew. That means Chuck's okay. But it didn't end with the fight and gunshot. A white Audi drove into the building while the fight was happening. (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, That's what it says. It just says a white Audi just drove into the building while the fight was happening. They just mentioned it as if it was an aside. Oh, yeah, by the way, a white Audi drove through the Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) As if that's just normal behavior at a Chuck E. Cheese, a white Audi driving through. (laughs) I guess it's pretty normal for cars to just drive through buildings in Florida. That's not even the news. (laughs) The news was the brawl. The white Audi driving through Chuck E. Cheese is just, ah, that's just ancillary. Oh boy, how would you like to live in a place where guns go off at Chuck E. Cheese and a car driving through a place of business is not even news? A Florida second grader was instructed by the teacher to send bathtub homework pictures. Jacksonville, Florida, also known as Craxonville. A second grade student was removed from the classroom after the parents questioned a homework assignment of hers. Students at Victory Christian Academy. Oh no, it's a Christian Academy. This is going to go south, I know it. These students were asked to, quote, send a picture of you doing reading homework in the bathtub in the bathtub okay uh we have a quote from someone named misty in the story misty that's either the mother of the child the teacher or a stripper slash witness misty said a bathtub is not appropriate for a child to take a picture misty is correct Misty and her husband, Christopher, were shocked to see this written on their eight-year-old's homework assignment. Okay, so she's the mother. This is an eight-year-old child being asked to send a picture of them in the bathtub. How does this assignment get out? She says, I emailed the teacher. Hey, you may want to explain this. Send something out to the parents first. Let them know what the intentions are. This just doesn't sound okay. She did send out a message saying you should be in your pajamas, but in your uniform, have fun with it. But that didn't sit right. She didn't say that at first. She just said in the bathtub. That's when Misty reached out to the school administration and later to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office to document this incident, of course. A police report was obtained. Uh, It states that the parents were told by the administrators, quote, we have been sending this homework assignment to parents for years. And this is the only one that's ever complained about it. Really? The only one that's ever complained about photos of homework being done in the bathtub? Really? (laughs) Okay. And I suppose you have a bridge to sell me in Brooklyn, everybody? Man, these Christian organizations, you got to watch out for them. I tell (laughs) you. And then yet they're not required to pay taxes. It's so funny to me. It's so funny to me. So later, the family of the daughter got a call from the school. You're not going to believe this. They told her, the parent, 
that she should consider parental withdrawal for for the child. They actually told her to take your your child out of the school. Isn't that isn't that nuts? <laughs> why? Because she's cracking down on your pedo operation. Is that why? <laughs> That's what it seems like to me. All the other parents are very cool with the bathtub picture show. I don't know why you guys have to be so uncooperative. Maybe this Christian establishment isn't for you. Maybe the values that we have here don't jive with yours. Yeah, that's right. The values don't jive with us. Yeah, the bathroom photos of children. (laughs) We do have a statement by the president of the academy saying... This was an assignment given, as I understand you have received a copy. It was taken out of an online teacher resource and has been used in many schools. There were certainly no bad intentions with this assignment. When a parent contacted our teacher with the complaint, our teacher immediately sent out correspondence to all parents in the class to assure them that there were no bad intentions with this assignment and to clarify the guidelines. No additional concerns were presented to the teacher while the assignment was completely innocent. Out of an abundance of caution and for there to be no misunderstandings, our administration has removed this particular assignment for any future use. We value our children and their safety is our top priority. We will continue to serve the children and families in which the Lord has graciously allowed us to have a part in their lives. Oh, damn, I nailed that in one take, guys. That wasn't easy. I love how they want to put out that they they haven't done anything wrong, but yet they removed the particular assignment. Why'd you remove it then? If it's something you've done for years and you think the parents are in the wrong for not getting it, why'd you remove it? These are questions I have. I feel very bad for the children and the parents. No school is safe. You know, you say to yourself, well, maybe I shouldn't have my child in a public school in Florida. Imagine what could happen. Let me send him to a Christian academy. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Oh, uh, just very weird homework assignments. Uh, Very invasive as well. So then you're like, okay, I'll send my kid to just a regular private school. And then you find out that. Oh, they baptized my kid without permission? That's a little weird. (laughs) Not easy being a parent these days. Yay! Hey, everyone. You've reached the outro of this episode of Florida Friday, and I want to thank you so much for sticking with me. Uh, Despite my low energy that I'm still... um, I'm still ill, obviously. um, But recovering a little better every day. Uh, Thanks to everybody who reached out to me about my health and sent me Florida stories. I appreciate that. Uh, thoughts and prayers for everyone in Florida that have dealt with this hurricane situation. I've been watching the videos. It's it's pretty horrendous, man. Pretty horrendous. It's crazy now. We got video of everything that happens in the world, so you can really watch natural disasters even as though you're right there. It's, it's astounding to me, the damage being done down there, and I feel horrible. Um, I feel grateful for the listeners of this podcast, they're very supportive. People are buying me coffee, a lot of coffee for National Coffee Day, and I appreciate that. I'm going to read some some of these. Uh, first, we have Hannah. Hannah bought me coffee and wrote, I really like that your podcast is so short and easy to focus on, Jonesy. And I laughed really hard when you asked if the people eating the Happy Meals would like to forget about reality while watching Batman or Spider-Man. I hope you feel better. Wow. Thank you, Hannah. That's awesome. <laughs> that was a really nice message there. And I appreciate the coffees. Uh, we also have Chelsea. Chelsea bought me a coffee. Oops. Okay, here we go. Chelsea Filer wrote, Hey, Jonesy, hope you're feeling better today. Maybe you can get yourself a cup of coffee when you're feeling better or some Gatorade if that's a better fit for you today. Stay weird. Shells. 
Shells, I guess that's short for Chelsea or Chells. I really appreciate the coffees and the gesture and the note. Chells, thank you. Uh, also, Cammy bought me some coffees too. Cammy wrote, "Thanks for the laugh every day. Enjoy your coffee, and I hope you're feeling better soon. Take care." And then a heart. Ah, oh, such a that's nice and sweet to the point. Cammy, thank you. I am feeling a little better. Yeah, I am actually. Also, Terence bought me coffees as well, and Terence wrote. Something nice. You got COVID. You deserve coffees at the very least. And one time you gave credit to me when it wasn't me. <laughs> I think more than one Terrence likes your show, Jonesy. Oh yeah, maybe I got more than one Terrence liking the show. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much, Terrence. Thanks to everyone who bought me coffee. It was very, very nice of you. It made me very, very happy. I mean, I'm already happy because it's like National Coffee Day. That's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm doing my, I'm trying to do my cold brew, but it's. It's uh, it's just not really jiving with me like it normally does, because um, I think it's dehydrating me. <laughs> that's what's going on. So I'm like alternating sip of coffee, sip of water to keep it going, because I'm a coffee maniac. I'm just trying to get it down, but uh, I'm not having the same wonderful coffee experience that I normally would have on National Coffee Day. I want to get to an email I got from George Walters from Port Loring, Ontario, Canada. Uh, just. One of many Canadian fans of the show. I got these, man, I'm very big in Canada, it seems. Uh, George wrote, I thought I would take a moment to say hello and let you know we're thinking about you. My wife and I hope you get better soon. By the sounds of your voice, Jonesy, we can tell you're not in the greatest of health. I don't have any of that wacky tobacco to send you, but you could pick yourself up some dandelion root tea as it helps for your immune system. My lovely wife and I have been drinking it for years. It is an acquired taste, though. But a touch of honey will make it taste better for you, Jonesy. And local honey is good for you as well. Take care of yourself, your friends in Canada, George and Ruth. What? These are like tremendously lovely people that just emailed me this. I felt so warm from this email. Thank you. The Walters family. If I'm ever up in Ontario, I'm going to come and hang out with you, George and Ruth. You better believe it. We'll drink some dandelion root tea, and I'll bring you some wacky tobacco from California. How about that? <laughs> also got an Instagram message from Alana. She says, hey, Jonesy, me and my son, Flynn, listen to Florida Friday every weekend. We're in the UK, and it's absolutely bloody brilliant. Ha, ah, look at that, guys. Not just brilliant, bloody brilliant. That's what I get in the UK. I love to be bloody brilliant. She says, my son genuinely thinks Florida is now a fictitious place, but still wants to go. <laughs> Any chance of a shout out for us? I'd be super grateful. Keep making us laugh. And thanks, dude. Well, yeah, big shout out to Lana and Flynn in the UK for listening to this bloody brilliant Florida Friday episode. <laughs> I love how Flynn thinks it's a fictitious place. Who wouldn't think it's a fictitious place? How do you even think Florida is real? It's unbelievable. Also got a message on Instagram from Dave Sugru. He wrote, I'm not sure if, you're all, if you'll read this, Jonesy, but I found Weird AF News in July, and I've set it to my phone alarm. I wake up to it every morning before work. Of course, that means I hear Florida Fridays on Monday morning, but I can't think of a better way to start the week with, with this Florida Friday episode. That being said, I hope you feel better soon, buddy, and keep up the good work. And uh, lastly, I'll just give another shout out to Stephen Clark, who reached out to me on Instagram asking me, dude, how it's, how's it going? And then um, he sent me a, a story as well. He linked to an article, which was super sweet. So shout out to Stephen Clark as well on the gram. 
Uh, you guys can always reach out to me on various platforms like Instagram. My handle is at Funny Jones. It's, it's the same for uh, Twitter as well, at Funny Jones. You can tweet me there. Or you can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. Or call the show, 646-450-2012. If you'd like to buy me a coffee for National Coffee Day, you go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Buy a Coffee banner. Uh, you can also support me by joining the Patreon. The Patreon is uh, another way to do it. With the Patreon, you get extra content. You get to uh, get into the Patreon platform, and um, I usually post a lot of weird extra content in there. I did not do so this week because I could barely move. Um, I could just barely record the show, so I was just concentrating on getting the show out. But I'll put some stuff in there over the weekend as I feel better because I'm a little backed up in there. So those those patrons, you know who you are. My great, great patrons uh, expect some extra content over the weekend in the Patreon. You'll get a notification of that as well. To join the Patreon, you can go to weirdafnews.com and click on the Patreon banner or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews. All right. Well, I hope you're having a great weekend or you had one or you're about to have one. All right. Be safe out there.